Hi, my name's Sam Adams and thank you for listening to my podcast. It starts with you. This podcast is about mindset. It's about personal development and ultimately that we are 100% responsible for pretty much everything in our lives. And nothing happens until we decide, we choose and we make a decision and pull the trigger to get things started. Look, when I listen to that and I think about that, it starts with you. It can seem a bit harsh, especially in hard times when it can be quite daunting and overwhelming to think that we are 100% responsible. But it's a good thing. It empowers us and it puts us in control. And part of the idea of this podcast is to help you with that. In this podcast, I'll interview some great human beings, business owners from all walks of life who will share their stories and their journeys and what It All Starts With You means to them. Um, thank you so much, Paul, for doing this. My pleasure. Uh, those, there's 60 people watching. That's fantastic. If you've got any comments, guys, or questions for Paul, please type them in. Um, there is a comment box here so I can share those on screen, any comments or questions you've got. Um, you need to – I think there's a link somewhere that might pop up on Facebook that says you just need to accept StreamYard. You just click on that. Uh, and that means I can see your name when you post your questions or anything you want to say to Paul. It's wow, freaking wow. cool, this StreamYard shit, I tell you. It is really cool. Very, really yeah. cool. I love it. Some people type in comments and then you can see how that works as well. Uh, anyway, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Sam Adams. I'm a coach, a mentor. I've been in business for 20 years, uh, in property for 20 years. Um, I used to sort of mentor and coach in property and now I just do general shit. Uh, I'm basically general shit. General shit. I, well, I mean general, I was going to say general shit coaching, but I don't mean my coaching is shit. I just mean no. sort your shit, shit. Um, get your shit together, shit. That's the one, Paul. Um, I yeah. kind of help people, uh, I like to say, get, get from stuck to unstoppable. But nice. you will also, yeah. yeah. I'm but, okay. The real life coach, not the... That's like, the thing. I don't. I never want to say that either. I never want to say that. With, what do you do? I'm no. like, Everyone immediately goes, oh, you must be some kind of mush cookie then. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Some people say to me, oh, I'm a mindset. Somebody called me a mindset coach, and I'm like, okay. Mm, that's a little bit better than life coach, yeah? Yeah, someone calls me a life coach. Someone called me a navigator. Someone calls me a business coach. I'm just like. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But my my mentor just says you're a real coach, it's a real life coach. It's not nice. about. Yeah, nice. Shit. But anyway, that's me. It's not about me today. It's about you. Well, I'm, I'm, I haven't got a problem with it being about me. <laughs> you came into my radar um, not that long ago, and I just thought, who is this guy? Because his energy is incredible, and he's a bit like me. He's no bullshit. He just says it as it is, and and I really like that, and it resonated with me. And then I saw you speak at Nick's event yeah. at Empires. Yeah. And that day, I thought you were amazing. I thought you were better than Ben Shelton and all of those. Oh, and I, uh, no, and it just—I think it's just the real, the real, the rawness of it. I guess I suppose. Oh, Sam, I've got some bad news. My mom's watching. Can't swear. Well, it means I can't use the c word. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I can't use the That's c word. Other than that, we're good to go. 
We won't use the C-bomb. So, um, guys watching, there's 60 people watching, so hopefully you can comment because I can't see any comments yet. So I'm hoping that they're working. But please, somebody type something in um, and let's see if, it, if it's working, the old comments. So, anyway, let's get to it. I want to know a bit about, obviously, Paul Mort. Who is this Paul, Paul Mort guy? Um, for those that don't know, um, maybe you want to introduce yourself. All right. Well, I've got quite a long and checkered history. The comments are working, by the way. I can see them. Yeah, um, I have a long and checkered history, um, but I also have nothing to hide. There's nothing anybody can say about me that I haven't already said, which is quite a powerful place to be. So I'm going to yeah. start. I'm going to start where I'm at right now. So right now, as you, I'm buzzing that you put that in the box. Current UK Master Coach of the Year. Yeah. Um, coached, coached over a thousand um, men. Um, my, be my best-selling, I say best-selling book, is a self-published book called Fucking Unstartable. It's been read by 15,000 people. Um, I have a video on Facebook that a lot of people have seen that's had 5.6 million views. Um, I've beaten anxiety, I've beaten depression, and I've came from a place where in 2014 I was suicidal. And my life's been quite a journey since then. I've traveled all over the world, um, courses, seminars, retreats, studying, teaching, speaking, um, and I could add a bunch of other crazy shit in there, but um, really I've just ended up there where doing what I do now um, as a result of getting my own shit together from suicidal, five stone overweight, my marriage falling apart, all that shit going sideways. And then where I'm at right now has just been a result of getting my shit together really. And then wanting other people to experience what I get to experience on a daily daily basis, which is um, getting a, getting a handle on my shit and feeling great. Nothing more yeah. important than how you feel. So, uh, yeah. 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 That's amazing. It's incredible. That was a real quick synopsis of... It was. It was. It was. Because I know for some people, it gets a bit boring. And again, listen, this is a, this is a little seed. It's a little seed. If you want to know that whole story, get my book at unstartablebooks.com. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, that's the long version, right? Because again, listen, listen, people, people are here for usable content, right? Let's get yeah. people. I love to give people practical things because I think in this personal development world, there's a lot of fluff and theory and yeah. quotes, quotes and inspirational stuff. I'm like, give me something to do because it's the doing that changes things, not the learning, not the information. It's action is the only answer. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with you. Get your way out of any of these scenarios. Right. Action is the only answer. So that's why I, I love practical stuff. Um, yeah. And everyone always, I get asked every day, particularly on my Instagram, and what, what's your book recommendations? And I'm like, the only books that I'd recommend are ones that actually, even at the end of each chapter, give me something to do. Yeah. Give me something to do. Give me some, don't just tell me some theory and some fluff. Give me some practical shit that I can do. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm, I mean, I think that's why, um, like, I'm not a theory-based kind of person. I'm a practical person. Yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. I love all the quotes, and I'll stick them out there. Me too. Me too. Um, but I'm not – I kind of go out there, and I say to people, look, if you want a kind of coach that or mentor that's done NLP, studied loads of theories, got qualifications after the name, I ain't for you. That's not where I'm coming from. Yeah. <laughs> Action is the only answer. Like, like yeah. um, I heard a saying a while ago. I think I quoted it the other day, actually. Which was the, the actually I did it on a, on a I listened to one of my own videos yesterday to see whether it was up to date, and it just I said um, the only time theory beats action is in theory. <laughs> 
It's the only time it beats it. So you can't, um, yeah. yeah, you can't think your way out of any of this stuff. It's not like, it's like a lot of people are hoping that things go back to normal right now. Me yeah. included, by the way, but hope isn't a strategy. Wishing is not a strategy. The law of attraction, for me, the, the word attraction doesn't exist without the word action. That's all yeah. that matters. So you yeah. can't just wait and hope and wish that those aren't strategies. You need hope and cope, but you gotta you gotta move. Yeah, absolutely. Have you I mean, have you ever been so because you've been to some dark places? Uh -huh. um, I've been you, to the darkest of them all. Sorry? I've been to the darkest of them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. darkest of them all, yeah. Yeah, and, and I've been there too. Um, um in my darkest times, I've grasped at anything. Yeah. Like um, even the manifest and manifestation kind of law of attraction, thinking I'll fucking take anything right now yeah. as long as it fucking works. Yeah. Um, have you ever been in that such a dark space that you've kind of like grasped at anything? When, when I'm in a dark space, and, I, and I, I've said this a few times, I had there was no logic. There's yeah. no logic. There's no logical thinking whatsoever because my life, looking at it from the outside, was amazing. I had a four-bedroom villa with a private pool in Marbella, making more money than I ever thought possible. I had a very successful business, had a really nice car, hot white, two beautiful kids, had everything I thought I ever wanted. But I was all over the place. So there was no logic for me. So I was actually grasping at anything that would make me feel better, but that wasn't stuff that was good for me. It was more coke. It was more booze. Mm. That's essentially what I was grasping at, any way that I could to feel something. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, and actually at that time, and, and this is why I think my coaching style evolved into this, I didn't need what most people get when they speak about mental health. I did not need molly coddled. That's why a lot of men don't speak out because they think they're going to get molly coddled. Mm -hmm. Or everything's okay. I didn't need that. I needed my fucking arse handed me down. I needed my arse handed me. And, and a lot of people say this. A lot of people call it like toxic masculinity. But it was actually a woman that said to me, she called Donna Turner. She said, Paul, you need to get your fucking shit together, mate. Yeah. She said, you need to get your shit together. You need to stop fucking around. Yeah. So you're not ending up this low by accident. It's happening as a result of what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I needed that. I didn't need the molly coddling thing and the law of attraction stuff. I hated all that shit anyway. Yeah. I, always, I hated that stuff at the time. Maybe there was a hidden message in there for me. I was all the, I was the guy, and I ended up here because I was the guy that was like, oh, cut all toxic people out of your life. Get rid of all the negative people. And I, I got rid of so many negative people that I moved fucking countries. <laughs> oh, bullshit. There's no such thing as negative people, only negative thoughts about people. If I think you're negative, what does that make me? Yeah. Listen, yeah. I said this last night on a, on a big webinar that I did. I said, Listen, if I think that loads of other people are negative, there's one common denominator here. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I've got to take some responsibility. People say shit, I make it mean something. People yeah. do shit or don't do shit. People yeah. say things, take actions, etc. And then I it's my perception that makes it what it is. Yeah. Perception and I mean, of perspective is everything. Yeah. Yeah. Perception and perspective is everything. I was talking about perspective yesterday. Yeah. And, and perspective can can um uh, be your prisoner, or it can be quite powerful. It depends how yeah, you. What I love about it is perspective is optional. Yeah, exactly. You get an option. So I don't know what you think about this. I think about perception. A lot of it's going to come from your conditioning, your background, your beliefs, your assumptions, things that you've been told, things that you've been fed. But for me, yeah. the number one contributor to where your perception is at is just your state, where you're at mentally, physically, and emotionally. 
Like, yeah. if I yeah. wake up and I'm at a three out of ten, yeah, and I look at my phone, things affect me in a way different way to the arm when I take care of when I when I get my training in, when I get my breathing exercise in, when I get my cold shower in, when I get my baby, when I've journaled. And then if I look at my phone and I put myself at eight out of ten, my perception of things that are happening is so different. And I think that's Absolutely. the difference in how people have responded to the current situation. Fucking sick of talking about it, if I'm honest. Um, the people that have responded the best are the people that have put their have put their state and how they feel as a number one priority. The people that are struggling are the people that are drinking to try and make themselves feel better, and then they're waking up every day at two or three out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really the impact on perception. Like my life, you think about this, right? We're talking about facts. Like, yeah, the facts of my life can be the same from one week, one day to the next. But then let's just say one day I've ate shit, haven't had a good night's sleep. My perception of my life, the perception of the facts, is completely different. Can you see that? It's crazy that, yeah. like. I remember last year I had a, I didn't have a meltdown, but last year I came back from a week in Dubai and I got back and I was all excited to do work, but I felt like shit. Like I was sick. And I started having all these, I got caught up in all these stories about stuff. And then I realized that actually my life is exactly the same as it was yesterday. The facts yeah. of my life, the data of my life, the data that I've got is exactly the same. All that's different is how I feel. So, and this is a, a, a challenge that, that I set for people. I'm like, listen, Choose data over drama every day of the week. The data is the same. All that's different is the way that I feel. So I'm getting sucked into drama. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> powerful, powerful. Yeah, it is powerful. I love how you you put that. And I'm always, you know, you are you can control your perspective by your state. So if you're feeling shit, then you get up and you do something about it. You can the only two things we're in control of isn't other people, isn't situations, isn't what people see, isn't what people think. People think we can control what people think, right? We can't control any of that. The only two things we can control is our perception and our behavior. The only yeah. two things. Sure, we can impact other people. We can influence other people. We can have an impact on situations and events and things that are happening. But the only two things we can really control is the perception that we have. or the. I like to see it as the filter we put on things. Yeah. So I can change my filter. Things look different when I haven't got these glasses on. Put these glasses on, things look different. It's like yeah. an Instagram filter, right? And yeah. um, and uh, so we can control our perception and the behavior of the man in the mirror. Everything yeah. else, don't let go of because we can still impact them, but you can't let yourself think you can control stuff. Because if you think you can control stuff, you end up being controlled by that. Absolutely. I said it this morning on my Facebook yeah. Live. Yeah. And shoved around everywhere. Stop trying to control the uncontrollables. It's just you're wasting. You have to take responsibility. Yeah. Take and responsibility and for what you've created, for how you feel. Absolutely. That's why this podcast is called It Starts With You. That's my brand. That's I my that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. You know I think the challenge, Sam, is that when we talk about take responsibility, yeah. the place where people go to mentally is the place of blame and fault. And that can often make them feel worse. Yeah. Well, I reframe it and I'm like, what if you just use the words take charge? I'm going to take charge of this. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take charge of the way that I feel. I'm going to take yeah. charge of what I want my life to look like. I'm going to take charge of what I've created so far in my life. And that yeah. is empowering. Yeah. Because you've got to consider this is old school personal personal development. But when you're pointing the finger at coronavirus, when you're pointing the finger at your neighbors, when you're pointing the finger at your boss, when you're pointing your finger at the economy, 
when you're pointing the finger at fucking Boris Johnson, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. People yeah. put the power of how they feel into somebody else's hands. We can't do that. You'll always be powerless. Sam, I'm wondering who Paul Al is. I love that. Yeah, I just see that. I love it. Leave it. <laughs> Don't change it. Leave it. I love it. it. It makes me sound exotic. <laughs> <laughs> makes you sound like you're Asian. <laughs> I love it. Amazing, I love it. By the way, I love this platform. I'm going to steal it. Brilliant. Yeah, no, look it up. It's fantastic. Right, let me yeah, see what it's it. like this time. Yeah. I can't spell. I came out of school with no, no qualifications. It shows. I came, out with, I came out with two, and one of them was French, and one of them was Spanish. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I say this. I say this when I speak on the stage. The only reason I passed those two is because there was an oral exam. You can you can think what you want about that. <laughs> yeah. My mum's watching. My mum's watching. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> You're my kind of guy. That's me. I'm a talker. I'm well, I didn't talker. mean. I didn't mean that, but <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. But yeah, I came out of school pretty much um, zero. So, um, oh, amazing, amazing. With, you, know what's that, you know what's difficult with that, Sam? Like with, with my kids, they kind of know that I was a bit of a dick at school. <laughs> trying to get them to stick in at school is often quite challenging because they know that I didn't do well at school. Yeah. yeah. So, and they know that I do well now. So what I tell them is this, like I show them a place where I used to hate working like, I hated it. We drive past it a lot. It's right on the, it's right on the time bridge. We drive past it. And I yeah. say, I ended up working a job that I hated for four years because I didn't stick yeah. in school. So I could have saved myself four years of misery if I didn't, if I didn't do better at school. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, 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 you know, I hated school for whatever. What was your reason then for not liking school? I can't say I got bullied because I didn't. Um, no. I don't really have a sob story around my childhood. Which every other speaker oh, seems. I, I trump you there, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it, um, but I just didn't. I didn't. Well, here's the reality: I didn't see the value in it. Right. And that's why we don't do. That's why a lot of things that I don't do inside my business, I'm like, don't don't see the value in it. Mm. I do things that I value. We'll always find the time, the energy, and the focus for things that we value. Yeah. For things that are really important at the time, I just didn't grasp how important it was, yeah. and I didn't value it. Funny enough. I actually enjoyed French and, Sp French and Spanish. Hmm. Is that any coincidence? No. <laughs> even, now, even now, my mum will tell you, if I don't like doing something, chances are I'm not going to do it. It's the same with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like it because I didn't see the value in it. So now if I'm working with somebody that has to do, because sometimes we've got to do what's necessary, right? Sure. Sometimes you might have to work a little bit. Sometimes we have to work on PowerPoint slides. Sam, I fucking hate PowerPoint slides. Me too. Check this out. I hate them so much that before I did the last Expert Empires in March, there's a friend of mine called Michael Heppel. He's a world-class speaker. And I said, yeah. mate, how can I possibly hire you for half a day to help me with my PowerPoint slides? That's how much I hate them. So he actually doesn't mind them. So what I do is, is I, is I, is I learned from Dr. John Martini. He said, delegate what you hate. Delegate what you hate so you can do more of what you love. And he said, and if you can't do that, because that's not always possible, no. It might be a money, a resource issue, a time issue. He said, you need to find a way to link the unloved task, he calls them, to what you actually love doing. So I could link, if I needed to, writing PowerPoint slides with the fact that that I can link that to the fact that 
I absolutely adore. My favorite thing in the world to do is speak on the stage. Yeah. So I'm able yeah. to link something that I hate doing. I wasn't able to do that at school. Nah. I didn't get it. Yeah, and I think right. for a lot of kids, they don't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, what the fuck's the point in this then? I get to go to college. I get to go to college, more school, and being told what to do. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. Now I'd be able to do it. I'd be like, well, actually, if I, if I get better at maths, yeah. I still now, like, I wouldn't even be able to tell you how much is in my bank account. I have a, We have a financial team. We have literally... My wife does all the financial stuff. We have a bookkeeper. We have an accountant. We have a financial advisor. I couldn't tell you any of the number stuff because I didn't try hard enough at school. But if you'd have said to me, Paul, if you try harder at maths, when you're older, you make loads of money. <laughs> <laughs> then Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get a lot of people who don't like selling. I'm like, well, because the, the especially fitness people, I'm like, I just love helping people. I hate selling. I'm like, you don't hate selling. You hate being rejected. Yeah, you love, help, you love helping people, so you've yeah. got to be able to link selling with helping people. Yeah. Selling and serving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's that um that reminds me of you know I say to a lot of people because a lot of people come to me and say, Sam, I can't do that. I don't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you always have a fucking choice, and it's not about the choice. What it is about is the consequences of the choice. Yeah. That's what you're frightened of, not yeah. the actual choice. And, and you know, I think that you can't always do what you love. You can't always do what you love, but you can always find a way to love what you do. You think? I'm also talking about guys that are in jobs that they don't really like. I'm like, well, you can leave it, or you can love the fact that it gives you holidays with your family. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you haven't got a choice. I'm like, fine. So, for example, right, I did this half marathon with no training. I was called out. Don't like running. Did the, the Great North runs, no training. And I did it. And I was like, right, I can choose to be focused on how much it fucking hurts. Yeah. Right? Or I can be focused on something else. So while I was doing it, I was thinking about what lesson am I learning at, at, at Thingy 7? I just took my mind somewhere else. That's all it's about, really. Mm. And then for the last two miles, I just thought about what I was going to eat when I finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the way. I'm like, well, I can either, I can either suffer mentally because all – Almost all suffering is mental, right? Yeah, yeah. Suffer a result of all our th of our thoughts, right? I can either suffer or find a way to love this because I have to do it. I have to get home. Yeah, yeah. Like, the reality is, the Great North Run starts in Newcastle and finishes outside of my house. No shit. It's like a million people do it. Finishes outside of my house. So essentially, yeah. I, was, I was able to frame it as I was running home, and there's a burger van at the end. <laughs> What made you bloody do a half marathon with no training? Someone called me out on Instagram. No Someone called me out on Facebook. Yeah, the, the problem, and here's why it happened. He said to me, because I do actually live at the finish line, and he was walking past, and I hadn't seen the guy for ages, and he was waving at me through the window. Next thing I know, he's tagged me on Facebook saying, I'm wondering when Paul Moore's going to do the Great North Run, because he's always telling people to get outside of their comfort zones. Check this out. I said to him, I said, mate, I tell you what, if you have a, because I was fighting at the time, boxing, I said, yeah. if you have a fight, I'll do the Great North Run. And he had two. <laughs> so I had to do it. I had to do it, yeah. Fair play to you. That's bloody nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. So listen, um, you've got an amazing story. I love your story. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that sounds awful, me saying that, because you've been through a lot of shit. I um, love the story. I love the story as well, because being on a cliff, contemplating suicide was the best thing that's ever happened to me. 
Mm. Yeah. The best thing right. that's ever happened to me. I wouldn't be doing what I did now unless that happened. Yeah. I wouldn't you, be able to help as many people as I did unless that happened. Yeah. Did you see, so before you got to the cliff edge, yeah. um, you were really successful in business, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, I moved to yeah, because I've been self-employed since I was 21. I'm 39 now. I'm 40 in September. You don't yeah. be self-employed for 10 years plus without knowing how to run a fucking business. Yeah, uh, yeah. I built a successful business, but I built a business that I didn't even like. Mm. I built a business that I didn't really like because I didn't want all the gurus say, hustle, grind, you sleep when you're dead. I did all the yeah. business that didn't need me to be there all the time, and I was bored. Yeah. I sacrificed friendships i'd sacrifice relationships i'd sacrifice my health just to build this business so business was yeah. never a real never really i mean i wouldn't say it wasn't that much of a challenge for me but when you're in business you either have to figure it out or get a job yeah i would say i'm unemployable <laughs> imagine being my boss imagine that <laughs> imagine that i'm unemployable like and it was either i figure this out or i'm probably gonna have to go back to a job that i fucking hate yeah, yeah. Or, or go back to a job that I did like, which was working in a gym, earning right. shit money. So I either had to figure I think, that, get a job that I hated, or do a job that pays hardly any money and live with my mum and dad. Yeah, I'm gonna figure it out. So, and my mum, my mum will be like, "That wasn't fucking happening." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I've worked for, for myself for. Um, for 20 years and when I have shit days and you know when you have those shit times because I love what I do don't get me wrong yeah. Yeah. but when there's been times when like, I got ripped off for a hundred grand yeah. and I did a renovation and it doubled the fucking budget and all of that yeah. and you just think why yeah. am I doing this yes and I remind myself of the fact that fuck I could go and get a job and then that terrifies yeah. the shit out of me and I've carried yeah. on I think that, do you know do you know Sam I think that's part of it so I had a conversation I remember last December I was going through some challenges in my business, well, with people in my business who, who are no longer part of the business. And I spoke to um, Nick James about it, actually. It wasn't yeah. that long ago, Expert Empires. Um, and I was saying, mate, do you, ever, do you know what? Like, probably when I was 25, so maybe 15 years ago, I was I was a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And I was running these boot camps outside. I had 100 clients paying me 100 quid a month cash, 10 grand a month cash. Mm -hmm. Zero fucking stress. Zero stress. And I said, you know what? Do you ever think do you ever think about that? Like, do you know what? Maybe it would be easier to go back and just do that thing that I used to do on a park. And then yeah. he said, well, What do you love about what you do? I said, I love working with all these guys. I love coaching. I love being on the stage. I love doing these interviews. And basically, I love showing off, right? I love being the center of attention. I've got no problem yeah. admitting that, right? I'm very yeah. passionate. I've got a lot of energy about what I do. And he yeah. said to me, Well, Paul, what you got to consider is that you don't get to do that without this part. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do what you do without that part that comes with it. And then I've learned that from Dr. John Demontini too. He said, Paul, there's no positive without a negative. Yeah. yeah. He said, and as long as he said, there's no praise without criticism. Yeah. It was like, there's no benefit without a drawback. Same as we all say, oh, there's no negative. There's no negative without positive. People always say that. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a, there's a positive in every negative, but there's also yeah. a negative in every positive. People forget that. So yeah. I don't get to have the positive without the negative. I don't get to have the benefits without the drawbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get to have the 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 certainty without the uncertainty. You don't have you don't get to have the self belief without the self doubt. People want to do one without the other. We call it. People are, are obsessed with like one sidedness, but everything has a bipolar opposite. 
Yeah, no, it is. There is. There's an upside to every downside. Vice every versa. downside. Yeah, and everyone kind of knows that. But they forget to look at the other part of it. Yeah. yeah. Which is you don't get the benefit without the drawback. Like, if you want the benefit of being in shape, you've got the drawback of not being able to eat what you want when you want. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, if you want yeah. the benefit of running a business, you don't get... Um, you can't do it without the drawback of the risk that you've taken, for example. Yeah. If you want the benefit of winning, you're not going to get that without the drawback of losing. Yeah. yeah. And that's it, Sam. We've failed more than most people have tried. Mm. I say that all the time. I've said I've failed more than most people have even fucking tried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because you didn't you didn't get ripped off for a hundred grand. You learned a hundred grand lesson. <laughs> Biggest lesson of my life. Yeah, amazing lesson. Amazing lesson. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, you can I mean that kind of I remember when that happened. Fucking hell, that was a bad day. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah. And, uh, and I was about to buy a house in Spain actually, and I literally yeah. Well, you, you dodged a you dodged a bullet there. Well, I bought a house in Spain, I found another way to do it. Oh did um, you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still got the house. Really? Um, uh, it's in the Valencia region. Oh, nice. So, real Spain, not like um, Cockney Spain. No. Well, you were down in Marbella, weren't you? I was, Marbella, yeah. I was in a place called San Pedro. Yeah. Actually, okay. to be fair, San Pedro was fine because it was very Spanish, like traditional. Yeah. But then, obviously, 10 minutes along the road, you've got Porto Benoos in Marbella. And... Yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. Do you know what? The way I described my time in Spain was like, some of the, if there's some guys listening, some blokes listening, they'd be like, remember when you were younger and you'd go on like a two-week lad's holiday and just get right on for two weeks and then you'd be on the plane home crying because you want to come down? <laughs> Imagine two years of that. Really? That's what it like, like party life. Yeah, oh, that's what it was like. Yeah, 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 naughty. Yeah. yeah. I, also, I came back five stone heavy, I put it that way. Wow, wow. What, what made you go to Spain in the first place then? Oh, do you know... Back then, I was like, I just wanted to live the life. I thought it yeah. sounded amazing. Living abroad sounded amazing. Sun, weather, more beer. But I think right now I was probably running away from something. Yeah. Running away from something. I isolated myself. Um, and again, I learned an amazing lesson there as well. My daughter was born there. Um, and again, I wouldn't change it for the world, though. But actually, since I've moved back, my daughter's six now. So we've been home for about five and a five. Over five years now, we left there when she was six weeks old, maybe a little bit older. Um, and I've had a new appreciation for my town because I was like, oh, I hate my town. It's so negative. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't the town. It was me. It was the town. I, honestly, I absolutely love where I live now. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, and it, it, it's yeah. I, didn't think, I didn't think that when I lived here before. No. Crazy. That, that's yeah. a mindset thing. It is a shift, yeah. So I think I was running away from something. I was struggling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was one of those guys that were like, oh, do you know what? I hate people. I hate people. And the reality was I hated myself. Yeah. I hated myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, to yeah. I totally get that. I totally get that. So tell me about when you came back from, from Spain. So you come back, you're five stone heavier. Yeah. You're yeah. not in a good space, I'm, I'm guessing. Well, I got diagnosed bipolar when I lived there. In Spain? Yeah. And they, right. they couldn't really treat it. And you got to imagine, my wife had a newborn and a two-year-old and me. Essentially, she was dealing with three children on her own with no help. No help. And I didn't want to work. So she was like, listen, we need to fuck up. We need to go home. And I agreed with that. I was like, I need to go home and get help. 
I need yeah. to get out of here. I still remember breaking down on a beach out there in a place called Estepona. Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah, Estepona. It's lovely. Yeah. Been there, been there, yeah. Yeah, I broke down and, and I just sat on the floor in a car park and cried. She was like, you're depressed. I was like, I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. What have I got to be de- I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't understand anything. I was like, I'm not, what have I got to be depressed about? Got look where we live. Look at this. She's like, you're fucking depressed. You need to go to the doctors. So anyway, I got diagnosed bipolar and I moved home. And I must say, I didn't really change anything when I got back. Just kept doing the same shit. Partying every weekend. Treat my body like shit. Not getting a handle on my body. I didn't really get it. And then um, and then in the October, I actually met a guy called Garrett White. He runs a, a program called Wake Up Warrior. They're huge now. Sorry, what's his name? Garrett J. White. Okay. He's a, uh, and he, again, he was another one. that Just give me a slap across the face. And then it was constantly, Paul, get your shit together. Paul, get your shit together. And the Molly Cod- it was in between the Molly Coddle and that. And then, yeah, and then obviously we got a December around about December the 17th when I ended up on the cliffs. And everyone, you know, Sam, people ask me, like, why was your wife there then if you were suicidal? You know, you get these people that are skeptical. And I said, here's how fucked up it was. My wife literally would get in the car and follow me every time I left the house because she wasn't sure what I was going to do. Right. She wasn't sure what I was going to do. She was so scared. Yeah. I'd go missing for three days at a time, Sam. Yeah, yeah. i go missing. i turn my phone off and would disappear for days. Wow. So she followed me every time I left the house. So, uh, yeah. And then obviously we ended up on the cliffs and she said a couple of things to me that um, one in particular changed my life, which was she, she said to me, think of the kids. I said, I am. They're better off without me. I'm horrible to be around. Terrible dad. Terrible example. And anybody that has been that low will tell you, like, there's no logic. No logic. Yeah. Um, and then she said to me these words right at the start of our book, think about them then growing up. And spending the rest of their lives as those kids who dad killed himself. And I wasn't willing to tolerate that. I wasn't willing to accept that. And that was that was the moment that everything started to change for me. Yeah. Yeah. And what, so what what followed on from that then? So because obviously you that would, yeah, it Yeah. What so what happened after that? How did you sort your shit out? How did you what am I shit out through I'd say trial and error actually? Trial and error. I went on courses. I went to Germany for nine days and studied with Byron Katie. Um, yeah, I'm reading that. I'm just reading that it's book, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. That changed nine days with her and um, without my phone, without being able to ring home, was mind blowing. Mind blowing. Um, yeah. And getting on various courses, done a bunch of shit. And actually, I'll say this because I got a message earlier this morning from a guy who runs a boxing podcast and he wants me to go on. I was like, wow. I said, I haven't, I haven't actually boxed for. I probably sparred the last time about four months ago. That's quite a long time for me because I got more into jujitsu. My wife doesn't particularly like me getting punched in the head and coming on with a broken nose all the time. And, <laughs> yeah, and I actually enjoy jujitsu more now. And I said, you know what? Now you mention it, boxing changed my life because everyone tells me you need to get in shape. And I was a personal trainer, but I fucking hated working out. Hated it. Really? Yeah, hated it. And you know why I hated it? Because I was out of shape. Yeah. I was trying to do things and it was like weight training. You need to go to the gym. I was like, go to the gym. I can't even get out of fucking bed, man. Yeah. So then one day my friend said, I'll take you on the pads. Took me on the pads. I could do one minute rounds with a minute rest three times. And that was it. So he used to come and train me for six minutes. Right. Now, even tomorrow, if someone said, do you want to spar 12 rounds tomorrow? I'll be able to do 12 rounds sparring. Anyone far before knows that it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. So boxing changed my life because I found a type of exercise 
that didn't require willpower or motivation. And it reminds, if we're talking about school again, yeah, we'll always find the correct amount of focus, energy, time, and even money for things that really matter. And boxing was my thing. Yeah. And now I started using language like, I didn't have to go and train out. I didn't need to go and work out. It wasn't like, I need to go, you know what? Oh shit, I need to go and train. It was like, I get to train. Yeah, I love to box. I love to go. Oh, I'm excited for it now because I get to go and do that. Some people get that about other exercise. I didn't. And to be fair, I still don't. I yeah. still make the only things I get excited for boxing, jujitsu, and hot yoga. I fucking love hot yoga. Really? I've been a hot yoga for pussies and menopausal women. <laughs> that was how big I was. Yoga? Come on, bro. Someone said to me the other day, oh, yoga makes you flaccid. Really? <laughs> Hey, tell my wife that. Tell the people I spar with. I'm not fucking flaccid. Definitely. <laughs> I do yoga. I said, you know why I do it? Because I love it and it makes me feel fucking great. And that's all. End of. End yeah. of. Training back then made me feel like shit. And even now, while we've been in this lockdown thing, I've had to do training that I don't really like. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people like that. Well, and do you know what I've been able to do, Sam? I've been able yeah. to do it simply because I can link that training to the thing that I love doing which is jujitsu and boxing. I can't do those things right now, but I realize that if I'm weight training, if I'm doing my conditioning that I don't like doing, when I go yeah. back to jujitsu, I'm going to be a fucking animal. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and sometimes you've just got to do what's necessary. We're in a completely freaking situation now. I, I, I interviewed uh, Jay Alderson, Jamie Alderson. Yeah, Jamie's a good mate of mine, huh? He's a great guy, isn't he? What a lovely guy. I really yeah. fucking love talking to him. I felt like I've yeah. spoken to him for hours. Yeah. Yeah. Even like he hates fucking working out at home. Yeah. But now he's have to had to adapt his home. Yeah. Because it's necessary. If he wants to work out in the way that he likes, he's got to yeah. do it. Yeah. And yeah. you have to adapt to that. Yeah. You know, those who adapt and can't adjust are the ones that will break and be, uh, and fail in my book. You have to I get, I get it. I get it. But you've just got to link it. To the things that you do value, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. like, like I've struggled. I've realised that the things I love doing are things that involve a little bit of aggression, yeah. Right? Natural, get rid of natural aggression that us men have. I don't know about women because I've never been one. Um, <laughs> two, two I realised that I actually value, and this is strange. This is the complete opposite of where I was at when I was in Marbella. I love community. Yeah. I actually love being around people, and I did. That's why yeah, I love being on stage. That's why I love going to events. And I love jujitsu because I'm around people. I love boxing because it's not just me on my own. It's crazy that. So even during this period, I've worked out with my wife. It just so happens she's much fitter and stronger than me. So <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. I've lost you, Sam, I think. Are you back? Yeah. Are you back? I've lost you. Yeah. Are you there? I'm the same. Are you there, Sam? Oh, my. Sam, I've lost you. Are you there? Hello? Sam? Sam? No. Technology, man. Sam, are you there? Let me end this watch party.
Oh, no, internet. Sam, I'm back, I'm back, I've got you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Hold on. You guys on Facebook and my Facebook and tell me, right? I'm not, you're right, Scott, you're right. Hello, Sam. Are you there? I'm here. Sorry. I thought it was me after that. Remember the Zoom experience I was telling you about last night? I thought it was me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I think it was me. Um, yeah. Apologies for that. Um, anyway, sorry. You were talking about how men are being aggressive and, you know, the jujitsu and the boxing. Sorry. Go on. I was. I was talking about. Um, but what I realized was that I love anything that has natural aggression and I love community. I love being around people. And I didn't know that. I didn't get that before. So the, the biggest challenge that I've found in, in, in this whole lockdown is just missing those aspects. I haven't been able to do jujitsu. Yeah. I haven't been able to do art yoga. I haven't been able to box and I haven't been able to speak on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've had to cancel all the events that we have here. Obviously expert, expert, expert empires got canceled. So yeah. Challenge. Yeah. It is really challenging. It is. I mean, I'm like you. I get. Um, I'm an extrovert, so I get energy from people, from being yeah. around people, yes. speaking and stuff like that. And do you know, like today, I'll come off of this, I know, and I'll be buzzing yeah. because I've interacted with someone, someone new. You've got energy. I've got energy, yeah. and I love yeah. that. And that's how I, that was. That makes me feel good. You know, got, yeah, like I'm you. Here since nine o'clock this morning, and I'm on here until uh, three thirty. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, I've got to get the glasses. Yeah, all zoomed sorry. out. Sorry? I'll be all zoomed out by 3.30. Yeah. Well, I mean, so tell me, how, how are you um, coping then with the old lockdown? And is it, have you struggled? Because I know maybe before when you sort of were, you know, drinking too much and doing the old Coke and stuff like that, maybe boredom was an element of that. Yeah. How so are you finding it now? Are you bored uh, or what? I'm going to tell the truth here, and this might trigger some people. I found the whole thing quite exhilarating. Really? Yeah, I've missed the training, but let's yeah. face it, it's a first world fucking problem. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I have had the opportunity to step up and serve the guys in my program at a level where I've never been able to step up before. I've been able to lead from the front. I've been able to lead by example. I've been, I've never done as many Zooms. I've never had as many eyes on me. You've got to think this. If you've got a business where you've got any kind of online presence, you've never had as many eyes on you. So yeah. I've had the opportunity to get I've done, this must be, I would say, in the last month, probably about the 20th podcast interview that I've done. And I right. love it. So I've just had the opportunity. And again, I found it exhilarating. I don't know how much yeah. that lasts for, and I've got a lot of empathy for people, but also I feel like I've been able to step up and help more people, which is what I love right. to do. I've got to spend more time with my kids. I've got to do more cool shit. They've got to see me work, which I love them seeing me work. I love them seeing how I do stuff. I love them seeing me work out. Because again, I'm all about like example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's really good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're feeling like that. I don't want you being bored, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Do you know what? I'm not actually very good at being bored. Um, no. I, it, listen, if I'm not solving problems, I'm going to start making them up. I'm going to start looking for them. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just fill my planner with stuff that I like to do, even some yeah. stuff that I don't like to do because. I'm working towards something. I think the biggest challenge that people have right now is that 
or one of the biggest challenges is that they don't have a sense of purpose because they're not working towards anything. So they're yeah. just waiting. They're just waiting. Yeah. And that's okay if it's yeah. working for you. But if it's not, create a sense of purpose. Oh, no, I hate that. Just just waiting, waiting. Fucking hell, life's too short to be sitting there waiting. Don't wait, create. Exactly, absolutely. So what led you to become a coach then? What 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 sort of what was the next step? Well, Obviously, yeah. you you went to Byron Katie's thing, you yeah. went to local events. What happened yeah. after that? Yeah, when I was 21, I was a personal trainer, so I've always been involved at some level helping people. Yeah. And I ended up a personal trainer because in that job I hated, I got fat, I lost a bunch of weight. People are asking me how I did it. Mm. And I wanted other people to experience something like me, and I enjoyed it. Then when yeah. I built a successful personal training business, I started having other people say, how do you do that? Paul, have you done this? Can you teach me? And then I started coaching in that game. And then the same happened with this. Same happened with this. Paul, what have you done to turn your life around? And then it just built yeah. from me. I realized that actually I love serving people. Yeah, I love serving people. I love – and the biggest thing for me, the, the thing that I get the most from, I love hearing about guys that have transformed mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. I love hearing that. But the thing that fills my heart the most is when somebody's family tells me about the impact of the family. I'm getting emotional saying that. So, for example, yeah, yeah. somebody's wife saying, thank you so much, you saved my husband. I get yeah, I spoke yeah. at an event last year in, in um, where was it, in Warwick with Simon Thomas of Sky Sports. The guy that ran the event, his mum and dad came up and he said, thank you for saving my son. You've rescued wow. my son. You've saved our relationship with my son. It's like we've got him back. And now yeah. I and then at Christmas, I got a card of two little boys who said, thank you for um, showing my dad what to do. Wow. And that's, that's the shit that fills my heart the most. It's not really yeah. – and I think about it, I'm like, is that why I do it? And maybe it is. So that that's the stuff that fires me up, up the most. Yeah. No, that's, ama that's amazing, changing lives. I'll tell the truth here, right? I think before I was actually a mentor where I told people what to do. Okay. I yeah. still have an element of that in me. Mentoring and coaching are different. And then it got to the point where I would be exhausted because I was taking other people's problems home with me. Like I'd be more invested in their goals than they yeah. were. And there's only so there's only a certain yeah. level you can get to by doing that. So I kept burning out and I kept yeah. getting pissed off with people. And then that's when I started learning about how to really coach, which is by asking world-class questions. Yeah. And letting yeah. let everyone yeah, and other people have breakthroughs. Yeah, no, I love your questioning. I, I watched one of your um, Zoom sessions a couple of weeks ago, and I was, yeah, yeah brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So I'm working on my skill all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that, you just resonated with me, and I, I love your questioning ability. It's, it's yeah, and, and the yeah. thing is, sometimes the, the power of a question is you've got to be willing to ask a hard question. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the reasons I think why I won the Master Coach of the Year last year is because I, I, I'm not I'm willing to ask hard questions. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think you have to be if you're a coach or a mentor. You have to ask those questions. They're not willing to fucking ask themselves. Yeah, or, I, love I think all too often people think coaches are just someone that makes you feel good. That blows yeah. smoke up your ass. That tells you Molly Coddles in is a cheer. There's a difference between coaching and cheerleading. Coaching gets yeah. results. Jelly makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's okay. Yeah, I say I'm not gonna look. If you want a theory based, um, let's after the someone's gonna hold the hand. Friend, and 
pat on the back. I yeah. am for you. Yeah. I can sympathize. I can empathize. I can do all of that. Yeah. And I, I will do that. Yeah. But I won't bullshit you. Yeah. It's honest and it's straightforward. And, yeah. I'm not uh, yet to be your fucking mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You're not going to, yeah, exactly. You don't pay your mate this kind of money. <laughs> Agree. Agree. So, um, how would you describe yourself then and your style? What, you know, Paul Mort now, who, how do you describe yourself? I describe myself, and I, and I got asked this um, on my buddy James Smith's podcast, and he, and, he, and he showed me some. I said, I'm a dad, a husband, and a businessman. Yeah. That's essentially who I am. And, and another description is that, and, and one of my biggest flaws and one of my biggest gifts is that I give a fuck about people. Yeah. One of the things, you could accuse me of a lot of things, but not giving a fuck is not one of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's me, yeah. I'm, I'm, I would also say that I'm, I'm a consistent. <laughs> One of my biggest qualities is that I'm consistent. I may not go the fastest. I may not go the hardest. I may not go the biggest. I may not play the biggest game. I may not hustle the hardest. I may not be the any of that. But what I, what you can't beat me on is that I'm relentlessly consistent. Yeah, yeah, and consistency is bloody crucial. Bloody. Get, listen, everyone talks about commitment and massive action. Commitment is demonstrated by consistency, nothing else. Yeah, yeah, fair point, fair point. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, let me. What what's your advice for somebody right now who's really struggling, being in this lockdown, they're stuck at home? Um, yeah, they would really. My advice would be. My advice would be. Um, stop focusing on how you don't want to feel, what you can't do, what you don't want to be going on, and start focusing on what you can do, how you do want to feel. And what just start focusing on things that you can actually build a strategy around because you can't build a strategy around how you don't want to feel. And the yeah. reality is, you get what you are focused on, what you focus on grows. If I'm yeah. focused on shit, I'm gonna get more shit. Mm. Like, you can't go in the pig pen and expect not to get covered in shit. Yeah, you've got to put your attention on what you do want to do, what, or what you can do, how you do want to feel who you can hang out with, what you can do. And that's all I've done. And that's yeah. based on perception. So that'll be it. And, and the thing is, a lot of people say this with habits, right? I, I put out a book earlier this year called How to End Self-Sabotage. Yeah. And I said that actually the, 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 people, the, the challenge that people have with habits and things that they want to stop doing is that they just try and stop it. You can't just stop it. You have to replace it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People are like, I need to stop boozing. I'm like, what are you going to do instead? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you need you need to replace it. So, for example, I am actually I said to my wife last night. I think I've had two drinks this year. Right. I'm not really a drinker because of what it does to me. I haven't got time to be hungover. Haven't got time to be tired. And I'd rather do other things. So I said to her yesterday, I said, you know what? I'm we're gonna have a we're gonna have a couple of drinks next week for our birthday. And I said to her, I said to her that yesterday last night I was tired. Didn't sleep well last night after my my webinar. I said, it was actually this morning, I said, is it your birthday today? She's like, no. And I said, the challenge that I've got right now is I would love a drink tonight, but I'm presenting again tomorrow on a big um, a big event. And so I've got to replace it with something to do tonight. So I've got my friend coming around in, in my garage, social distancing, to hang a punch bag. So to, I have to fill my nights. I can't just go home and say, right, I'm not drinking. I have to do something else. Yeah. I can't just go home and sit in front of the TV. Because yeah. all I'm going to think about is, don't have a drink. Don't have a drink. Don't have a drink. It's like going to a titty yeah. bar and not looking at the tits. I say that all the time. You can't go to a titty bar and not look. 
don't look at the tits, don't look at the tits, don't look at the tits. Yeah. You have to replace it with something else. Like, don't go to the titty bar, go somewhere else. Or look at something else. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? That's it. That's the analogy yeah. I'm giving you for that. So, yeah. Well, I love that. And I agree, like, at the moment, because I'm into my fitness, I love running, and I'm really, with clients I work with one-to-one, -one, I'm always, you know, do some kind of activity because yeah. it, it affects you here way, way, way before it affects you physically. So I'm super yeah. big on that. But yeah. I've been snacking a bit more since we've been on this lockdown. So yeah. I've had to replace the snacking with coffee. <laughs> so I'm drinking more coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'm eating this shit. Yeah. Do you know what I have to do? This is a little secret because I'm terrible at snacking on a nighttime after bedtime. Yeah. So what we do is we put all the food in a box that I would eat. Yeah. We'll put it in yeah. the garage. We lock the door. My wife keeps the key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you not know, just go and break down the door? <laughs> nah, I'm not that for that. I'm not, I'm not going to break down the door for a brioche bun. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, what, what's, we, we need to wrap up shortly. We've been talking for like 55 minutes. Which yeah, I'm really I've got another call at 12 o'clock as well, man. Say again? I've got another training at 12 o'clock. Yeah. Sure, we better fucking hurry up then. We've got yeah. two minutes. Um, so tell me what's next for the for Paul Mort then? What what What's your ambitions? What's your goals going forward once we get out of this? Here's a question. It's been tweaked a little bit recently. So for me, I want to get on more stages because that's my favourite thing. I'm already yeah. being booked for the next Expert Empires. I've got – actually, my speaking calendar is full. Depends on what happens. But I'm looking to create more opportunities in there. Um, yeah. I will find a book deal within the next few months, like a proper book deal to see me in Asda, WH Smith, etc. Yeah. etc. Um, and other than that, it's just continue what I've been doing, which is trying to impact as many people as I can. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. You work predominantly with men, don't you? Predominantly with men, except in one of my programs, Unstoppable 28, where, where I'm starting to do a little bit of work with women. And there's no yeah. reason for that other than, I teach from experience and like I say, I've never been a woman. <laughs> so, and, and the challenge is inside of anything outside of the stop 20 years is I'm asking men to open up in front of other men. Yeah. That's a challenge within itself. There's, there's not yeah. many people who do what I do. There's not yeah. many people who do what I do. And it's because for two things, one, they can't take the amount of criticism that they get because you get a lot of shit doing what I do off men. Cause you've got to interrupt them. You've got to pattern interrupt and tell them that they need to get their shit together. And yeah. two, Coaching men is hard because they don't want to open up. You've got to no. put heads with them. And that's probably why I've been able to ask so many uncomfortable questions because I'm just used to it. Um, so, yeah, I predominantly work with men because I've never been a woman. Um, yeah, and I, and I love it. Yeah. No, I love what you're doing. That's why I asked you to be on the podcast. I love your style. You I love so. your passion. I love your royalty. Um, I, I certainly, yeah. That's the reasons I wanted you on. So I really appreciate you. What a blast. Thank you so much for asking me. It's been an honor. No, I'm going to get you back on. <laughs> it's been one of my favorite podcasts, by the way. I've done hundreds. It's been one of my favorites. So thank you. Oh, I bet you fucking say that to everyone. <laughs> well, trust me, I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's Amazing. been a blast, Paul. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sam. Have a great day, okay? You too. I look forward to meeting you face to face. Adios. Adios. You've been listening to It Starts With You. My name is Sam Adams. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about me, then you can visit my website, sam-adams.com, where you can find information about my coaching and my speaking. 
If you're interested in finding out more about the podcast and future guests, then please visit our Facebook page, It Starts With You, and also our Instagram page, It Starts With You podcast. Thanks very much and have a great day.